Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers' afternoon drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome in to another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. Alan, what's going on? It's the off season, man. It's the off season. It is the off season. Um, we do have a bit of news. So we have a lot of thank news. you to for, for an off season Monday. I'm I'm appreciative of the amount of news we've got here. Yeah, but like the big story shortly before we recorded. Thank you for this news coming out that the Steelers put in a notice. And again, this is just like a formality at this point. They can't block Zach Robinson from interviewing with the Steelers uh, to be the offensive coordinator. But Zach Robinson, who an up and coming offensive mind, just 37 years old, past game coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams. Very intriguing to see his name amongst this list here, Alan. And we'll talk about more of, you know, who the candidates are and stuff like that. But I brought it up right to you before we started recording. Not necessarily somebody that I thought fit the bill based off what they said they were looking for. Yeah, so Mike Tomlin kind of broke it down last week and said he wanted an external candidate and he wanted someone with experience. Zach Robin mm-hmm. not, Robinson does not have that experience. He is the pass game coordinator and quarterbacks coach for the Rams. It is his second year in that job. Before that, he had three seasons as assistant wide receivers and quarterbacks coach, uh, quarterback, then wide receiver, then quarterback, but just five years total of NFL coaching experience, none as a play caller. So very inexperienced in terms of uh, what you would generally think about for a Mike Tomlin coordinator, very young, 37 years old, would be by far the youngest coordinator that Tomlin has ever hired, might be the youngest coach Tomlin's ever hired. I, I 
would have to mm. go. I'd have to go do some research there, but uh, certainly not a lot that are that young that come into the Steelers sphere. You know, guys that are interns or, or whatever. You know, assistant position coaches. But in terms of major hires, would certainly be the youngest uh, he's ever made. Um, but you know, in a lot of ways, also does check a lot of boxes in terms of um, scheme fit and quarterback development that I think are important to the yeah. Steelers as well as experience. And, and that's what I was just about to ask you. Okay, so maybe he doesn't fit the criteria in terms of the play calling experience, but why is he an attractive candidate to the Steelers and all these other teams that are putting in requests to interview him? Yeah, so this, the Bears did interview him. He didn't get that job. We're going to talk more about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. He is also interviewing with the Patriots and the Raiders. Uh, so some competition here anyway for Zach Robinson, or at least some competition to talk to Zach Robinson. Um, so why is he sought after? Well, it's the Sean McVay coaching tree, right? That's something that almost every NFL team feels like they want a piece of and good reason. It's a very dynamic offense. It's one that's had a lot of success in this league without maybe without elite talented quarterback. Like no one's saying that Matt Stafford isn't good, but he certainly is not a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson like talent. And yet, the Rams have still had success winning a Super Bowl, and uh, and and really, I felt like Zach Robinson was a big part of the Rams turning around a pretty sluggish 2022 season this past fall. McVeigh specifically gave him a lot of credit for the work they did in that area. Um, if you look at the way they used some young stars like Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua, I think you can see why that would be attractive to just about any NFL team and not just the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. And, you know, although he didn't doesn't have the play calling experience in the regular season, Sean McVay made it a note to highlight that he gave him play calling duties in the preseason to let him kind of get that experience under his belt. Does that mean anything to you? I mean, it doesn't mean a lot other than that McVay saw some potential in him beyond his current role. It doesn't mean a lot in that, like, listen, you and I could call plays for a preseason game. It's not hard. They're, they're calling, you know, the plays off the card as they come you know, in a preseason game, you go into a game with a plan. We want to run inside zone eight times, outside zone eight times, power four times. You know, it, uh, there's no play calling ability being exhibited in the preseason. So it doesn't really tell us anything about whether he would be good at that part of the job. But it does tell us that Sean McVay thought, hey, this is a guy who could could have a bigger role than the one he has right now. Yeah, and somebody sent me this actually when it came out about um, Zach Robinson, you know, the request to interview him. Going back to this is an article uh, from 2015, July of 2015, um, from Oklahoma, somebody that writes at Oklahoma State. Mason Rudolph enlists the help of an offseason instructor in the form of Zach Robinson. Yeah, so Robinson was a quarterback at Oklahoma State long before Rudolph. I think they're about almost 10 years apart, um, but then was sort of trying to get into coaching at about the time that uh, Rudolph was coming out. And, um, you know, uh, Robinson had an elbow injury that kind of ended his playing career very young. And so he was one of those guys that kind of had to get into coaching maybe more quickly than other people do. It's why he's so young and up for this kind of position. So I think he was in that sort of transitional phase of his career, uh, where, you know, in 2014, he was done in the NFL. When Rudolph's coming out in 18, he helped him with the, you know, pre-draft process. He was the guy uh, who worked with him, you know, playing his pro day drills and things like that. And so, uh, you know, I think there's there's a connection there, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. We've talked a lot about 
scheme fits for the second quarterback. I don't know that working with Mason Rudolph as a college player really means anything in terms of his fit or ability to pick up Robinson scheme. You know, it's like a personal connection, but it's really not what we were talking about in terms of like, you know, bringing a Jacoby Brissett with Eric Bieniemy or something like that, where you are literally just plucking the quarterback with the offensive coordinator and in the same scheme so that you don't have to teach it to another guy in addition to Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Okay. Well, that maybe answers the question I was going to ask next then, because I was going to say, does that increase the likelihood for you that Mason Rudolph is back on the roster? If it is Zach Robinson as the offensive coordinator? I mean, I would assume that if he likes the guy, he's going to make a case for him. You know, I don't know. I mm-hmm. you know, just because look, I have lots of friends that I wouldn't necessarily recommend for a job, and I wouldn't put my job on the line sure. to hire them. Like it doesn't, could it, I will say it could, you, you know, I, I'm yeah. not going to say it will, right? Like it certainly could, uh, increase the chances of, of Mason Rudolph uh, getting the job. But I, you know, sometimes, you know, the people that know you the best know your warts the most and are like, ah, maybe, maybe that's not the best. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think it certainly means definitively one way or another that it's a good or a bad thing for Mason Rudolph. It's, it's certainly an interesting connection. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I would, uh, change the math at all in terms of, uh, how, how much we think it is or isn't likely that Mason Rudolph is coming back based on Zach Robinson potentially being the offensive coordinator. Uh, yeah. And as I was looking at, cause you know, like I put out that tweet last week and everything like that, where I was trying to find like a potential offensive coordinator and pairing them with a veteran quarterback. And that's been something I've been looking at. So I was like looking at the Rams quarterback history since 2019 when he was there. And like, obviously Jared Goff's a starter for the Detroit lions, Matthew Stafford's still with the Rams. So it's like, Blake Bortles, who was a backup for them in 19. Um, John Wolford, who was a backup for them for a couple seasons. And Baker Mayfield spent five weeks there last year. Carson Wentz is there this year. Also. Carson Wentz is there right now. Yeah. So um, Baker Mayfield's interesting. Look, I mean, I can't imagine that Tampa's going to let him go. Right. I mean, I, yeah, I, I yeah. keep putting him in the conversation because he is a free agent, but that yeah. would just seem crazy to me um what do you make of the fact that mike tomlin came out and said i want experienced coach and the first name that we're getting that is definitively linked to the team with interest is a guy that does not have that experience is 37 years old in our big board which you should go read at steelersnow.com uh we link to it everywhere but it's also uh right there in the top menu bar where it says 2024 offseason just says oc big board go click it and check it out um we have like 30 mm-hmm. names on there. This is the youngest least yeah, I, experienced I have pulled up guy. right now as we're having this conversation. Yes, this is the youngest, least experienced guy on the list. What, what do you yeah. make of that? That he's the first one out there. Um, I think he's putting, you know, and I'm, and I'm not saying that they're all going to be this way. I think you're going to see most guys have the offensive coordinator or play calling experience, I should say. Um, but I think this is putting a lot of Tomlin showing how much respect and how much stock he puts into guys that fall under the McVay tree. Like, I, I think that those guys are serious candidates. And this is him just saying, this is how much respect I have for Sean McVay. If this guy is under him, if McVay has kind of, I don't know if he's like come outward and said, hey, like this guy's stamp of approval should be an offensive coordinator somewhere. But clearly he has a lot of trust and faith in him and thinks he's a rising star. So I think it's Tomlin kind of saying that. 
You know, I mean, there are guys on that list that we have ranked higher that, you know, like the Steelers could not at this point do an in-person interview with Clint Kubiak because yeah. the, uh, because the 49ers are still playing, right? They could do a mm-hmm. virtual one, uh, but they could not do a real interview. So, okay, maybe there's some timing, right? Eric Bieniemy is obviously like, you know, waiting to see what, uh, this happens with his uh, Washington's head coaching position. Right. So, you know, mm-hmm. that one's uh, st- still up in the air, but you know, like guys like Daryl Beevil, Byron Leftwich, Pep Hamilton, who I felt like were like, f- like free space candidates for this job to me are guys that like, I would have thought were more likely to get this job than Zach Robinson. As of mm-hmm. two hours ago, does that change your thinking at all? It's like, maybe they're, they're they're really going to zig here and, and and not do what we're all thinking they're going to do. That's what, that's what I'm starting to think. Like, I'm wondering if we need to either cast a wider net in terms of who we think are candidates or narrow it down by getting rid of some of the names that we thought were obvious ones. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's been some reporting that like left, is not going to get the job. And uh, look, right. I know that he's mm-hmm. been basically asking for a job for a year now and it doesn't seem to make sense. You know, Seems like if it was going to happen, it probably would have. So I, I'm not discounting that he's not getting the job, but he's a guy like even if Tomlin doesn't want to hire him, like you would think that you would give that guy an interview based on the fact that he played here, played for Tomlin, um, you know, and not to mention it checks the Rooney rule box. Like it, it seems like it makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I don't really know what to make of the fact that this first name. And here's the other thing, man. The fans seem to be pretty excited about this being the mm-hmm. first guy out there. No one is going to get them as excited as this one, right? Like there's there's hardly any other name on my list that like is this young, dynamic, up and coming guy, very much unknown, but with sort of this limitless potential. Everybody else is those names that we talked about. I don't know. It's very strange that this is the first one. Yeah, I that I wasn't even considering him as a candidate. Like I, I knew that he would get interviewed. It was literally the last name but, on the list. Like I put him on yeah. there. I think he was. I think he was either last or next to last on our list. Like he was on there, but I didn't really think it was that serious. Right. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, is there other guys that we're not even considering that are maybe going to be part of this search? I mean, I put down some guys that I thought you know, were second, clearly second tier um candidates guys like shea tierney who's the giants quarterbacks coach did some good things with Mm. daniel jones last year he worked for andy weidel in philadelphia so there was a connection like that's not a guy that a lot of people are talking about um yeah t martin i think is a name that i haven't heard a lot of people talk about was an oc in college and is the quarterbacks coach of the baltimore ravens right now certainly you know um i don't know how much credit you want to give him for lamar jackson being good probably none but like you know is, is a name and and someone that uh has watched what a new scheme has done for that baltimore offense certainly right um you know brian greasy basically no coaching experience is the 49ers quarterbacks coach we have him on the list he was in the media mm-hmm. obviously after his football career and then came out of the broadcast booth to be the quarterbacks coach uh beginning of last year uh, and you know, has worked with Brock Purdy, so why not? So maybe, maybe some of those guys are more likely than we had considered. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is another guy, never been an NFL uh OC, but seems like a big swing kind of 
uh, high upside approach. Man, I hate his offense, and I can't imagine Mike Tomlin liking it, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm looking at the list right now. Um, there are some on here that I would think would be rolled out just because, again, like I think this, and, and maybe Zach Robinson is a testament to this, that this is all about the quarterback, like getting the most and developing the quarterback because, like, it's Scotty Montgomery, running back coach in Detroit. That guy's obviously doing great work in Detroit, but, like, does it make sense for Pittsburgh? Yeah, Deuce Staley is another guy like Deuce that, Staley. like same same kind of background. Anthony Lynn yeah. is another guy with that sort of running game background. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I think this certainly sends a message that it is about the quarterback more than anything. And so those candidates whose background is more running back or running game or offensive line oriented, I think that I think they're going to have a, a tough a tough sell here. Maybe even a guy like Arthur Smith, who I think is really qualified. You know, most of his qualifications are what the Tennessee Titans did in the running game, what the Falcons did in the running game. Maybe the lack of quarterback development kind of rules a guy like that out. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's very interesting. Well, the one guy, Alan, that I'm working down here and we know it's not going to be is Shane Waldron. Uh, that would probably have been my like 1A or 1B along with Kubiak, assuming Robinson wasn't part of the mix. But uh, Chicago set to hire him, obviously, with the number one overall pick. They got a big decision to make there. I think they got a really good guy in Shane Waldron to be able to run that offense. Yeah, Waldron's interesting because he kind of has both, right? He has the running game. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, Seattle runs the ball a lot, but also did a really nice job with Geno Smith the last two years. Another guy from the McVay tree um, really thought he was kind of a an, a really good candidate for this job. And so surprised a little bit, but the timing that the Bears were able to land him, um, you know, I don't think it's a slight against the Steelers. There's only 32 of these jobs. There's only, what, five or six of them open. You get offered one, you take it. It's kind of the way it goes. You don't wait to think about who might be interested later, but Man, I thought Shane Waldron was a good fit for the Steelers, and I'm certainly uh, he was very high on the list of sort of obvious candidates. Yeah, well, like you mentioned, obviously a diverse run game. What he was able to do with Geno Smith, see, so you got that, and but also Nick mentioned this to me, and I thought it was a great point on Friday when we talked about Shane Waldron was getting the most out of his offense, despite you know the offensive line play, like being able to mask how poor they played, and you know we we've talked a lot about this past season about Pittsburgh's issues and pass protection. Uh, that would have been something that was attractive on its own as well. Yeah. I, I really thought Waldron was a good candidate. You know, I did feel like the Seattle offense didn't quite live up to its expectations this year, considering how good their wide receivers were. And a lot of that you can put on the offensive line. Um, I, I don't know. I think Waldron's a really good candidate though. And uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because what does him going to the Bears mean for Justin Fields? Does that mean they're keeping him? Does that mean they're not keeping him? And obviously the other part of this conversation is the Steelers, you know, uh, still in the quarterback market. And so um, lots to monitor there. But I, I'm, I think that was a good candidate for the Steelers. I think it's a blow to them that he goes to the Bears before ever getting an interview. But I think Zach Robinson is a very exciting candidate. They're going to have more, obviously. You know, I expect him to interview between five and 10 guys. And so we'll see uh, where this goes. But um, very, very interesting first candidate. That's that's um, not what I expected. 
Yeah, as far as real quick, I just want to say, obviously, this isn't a Bears podcast, but you mentioned about, you know, Waldron going there. Does it mean they keep fields or what? I saw somebody put out about Shane Waldron being a QB collective guy, and that's who Caleb Williams is working with leading up to the draft. But also so does Justin Fields. So, like, that wasn't put in the initial tweet and had ever had everybody going crazy like oh here we go here's the link they're definitely going with caleb williams now but i don't know what what, what would you do if you were in that spot you taking caleb williams and moving on from justin fields uh i think it depends on you got to go to justin fields and negotiate a contract extension now if you're going to keep him and if you can make yeah. a number work right now and, and negotiate this extension uh, and then you can trade that first overall pick, trade down a couple spots, still get a really good player, let somebody else pay for Caleb Williams. I think I would take that. I think there's enough to work with. I don't know that Justin Fields is going to be great, but I think there's enough to work with that should give you confidence that you can turn him into good. And uh, you start putting some more weapons around him, that might be good enough. Okay. Yeah, I definitely I see the case for both. Like the other part of it, instead of paying Justin Fields, I don't know what that contract extension is going to look like. But you're you're resetting the rookie deal, obviously, right? But I, I know it's not cheap, number one pick. But I'm yeah, that's why I think like that's kind of been overstated because like, what do you think Fields is going to demand right now? Like he's sure, not having yeah. real success. Like I don't I don't think what you're going to pay Fields is going to be so much more than what you'd pay the first overall pick that it. it that that would that alone would have to sway the argument. Like I don't think the money's going to be so different. I just want the better quarterback, and not that I don't think Caleb Williams is a good prospect. I just think if I can get the better quarter, if I can get a guy who's you know eighty five percent of that, and also get a top three pick plus something else, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm in for that. You know, um, Alan, looking at these other candidates here. Is there somebody that you'd be willing to go out on the limb and like pretty much guarantee that the Steelers are going to bring in for an interview? Like it's Darryl, so obvious. Daryl Beevil feels like just an okay. obvious candidate, right? I mean, he has the experience, and and this is where I think um, a guy like Zach Robinson runs into trouble. Where a guy, okay, Pep Hamilton is another one. Um, Beevil's worked with. Tua, Trevor Lawrence, Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson, and Brett Favre. Pep worked with Luck and um, I think he worked with Herbert, right? Yeah. Herbert, yeah. Okay. If you, you know, the, the focus of this being on the quarterback position is really about hiring a coach that is good enough and has enough success at developing NFL quarterbacks, that if Kenny Pickett's still not good, they can just say, the problem's him, and let him go, right? They need someone good enough and experienced enough that if Pickett still struggles, you can just sort of definitively say, well, at this point, it's the quarterback's fault, and let's move on. And I'm not sure if you hire Zach Robinson, as exciting as he is, and as dynamic as his resume is that you can say that right i mean i think that's the big drag on zach robinson that guys like hamilton bevel um the enemy if he becomes available clint kubiak they have that 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 robinson doesn't have right i mean robinson mm-hmm. matt stafford was already a bonafide thing when robinson came into the rams coaching staff and you know since then has obviously played well but I don't think we're crediting any of that to Zach Robinson. So 
I think those guys with the extensive background of quarterback coaching are like absolute interviews. And, and to me, I still think, even though I was surprised by today's news that this is the first candidate, probably still more likely to get the job. Yeah. Um, as far as Pep Hamilton goes, the guy that interviewed for the position, but when, you know, we promoted Matt Canada, does that, do you ever see cases of that? Like where it like leaves a ta- a bad taste in the guy's mouth? Like would the candidate not have interest in coming here because he didn't get the position in the past? It can happen, but I kind of doubt it in this case. I mean, it's not like Hamilton's a guy, you know, he was out of the NFL last year, worked in, worked for the NFL network. So, I mean, maybe if it was someone, that got themselves in a better, you know, like what you're seeing with Ben Johnson, uh, you know, the Lions defense, offensive coordinator that's turning down jobs with the Carolina Panthers, right? I mean, like he's in a really good position where he can kind of dictate where he goes in the future. I don't think Pep Hamilton's turning down any opportunities right now. In your mind, is it at all a possibility or like, is it just not the way that it works for this type of landscape that while interviewing their offensive coordinator candidates, like, okay, say like a Pep Hamilton, right? Like that he could end up being brought in as the quarterback coach. If, if like Zach Robinson becomes the offensive coordinator, we're like, would Zach Robinson want to completely rebuild his staff? And like, nobody else would have a, like Tomlin wouldn't be able to say, Hey, we wanted Pep to be in this role. No, I think it's absolutely possible. And in fact, we know it's possible and we know the Steelers do this because they did it with their general manager, right? Andy Weidel was a general manager candidate. The Steelers hired Omar Khan and then hired Andy Weidel as his assistant. I think it's very likely that you could see two of the guys on this list hired by the Pittsburgh Steelers this offseason, whether that's offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, offensive coordinator and senior offensive assistant or assistant head coach. And that brings back around guys like Art Smith, Deuce Staley, Scotty Montgomery, guys that could be more of a running uh, background, right, to come in and be that, you know, have that role. Absolutely. I, I think, and, and Tomlin very openly talking about discussing the size of the coaching staff. Um, you know, I think it's mm-hmm. been an obvious shortfall of this franchise. The size and experience level of their coaching staff has not been good enough. So it makes a ton of sense to go hire. If you hire someone like Zach Robinson as your offensive coordinator, Pep Hamilton as quarterbacks coach, or Art Smith as senior offensive analyst, or whatever you want to call him, Alex Van Pelt, you know, Frank Reich, you know, lots of those guys out there that could fill that role. Anthony Lynn. You know, uh, Ken Dorsey, the, those would be really good candidates to to fill that kind of spot. The the timeline of these things, you know, we're sitting here today on uh, on Monday, January 22nd. Did it surprise you whether it be you thought it would be before this or thought it'd be after this, that their first interview is kind of dropping the news of Zach Robinson? And like, is this normally the timeline that they operate on? Of course, they're not, you know, always looking for an offensive coordinator, but. No, today was the day I had circled. I figured we would get one today. I didn't think it would be him, but I figured we would get one today. Um, And I figure we'll get one almost every day this week. That's that's my Okay. Well, I was just about to ask you that. And also, like, obviously, you don't have any insight. They want to be thorough with this. But, like, typically, the way that this process goes, what type of timeline we could potentially be looking at? Like, do they want this thing wrapped up uh, somewhere close to – obviously you want to be before the draft and everything, but like you got mobile for the senior bowl next week and everything like that. So like what type of timeline would they like to be on? You think it would, I would, I would expect first interviews to get done this week and then maybe 
either do second interviews somehow around the senior bowl or before or after the senior bowl next week and maybe looking at like a first week of February higher. That's kind of where I'm at. Okay. And who all takes part in this hire, not, not the hiring process, but the interviews themselves. Well, so it will certainly be Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan and Art Rooney. Uh, there are also other people involved, you know, from an HR perspective uh, in terms of, you know, running down people's backgrounds um, and things like that. Uh, there can also be other perspectives from the front office, uh, whether that might be someone like Andy Weidel, whether it might be somebody on the business end of things, you know, um, it's not necessarily just Art and Omar that represent the front office in this, but it's a pretty, Art, Mike and Omar are going to make most of the Steelers decisions together. And I expect this decision gets made that way too, but that doesn't mean there won't be other people maybe involved in the interview process. Yeah, that uh, now I'm just like, like with Zach Robinson being the first guy, I'm curious about who else it is and the number that it is. Like, do you think that they're going to start out this week? Like you said, we're going to see a lot of them this week. Do you think that it's going to be a pretty wide net that they cast? Do we see a bunch of them? Or is it like a limited amount you even think of the first interview? I think at least five. I mean, by rule, they need at least two more, right? They have to interview two candidates to satisfy the rookie rule. So there ha- and or the Rooney rule. I'm sorry. There, so there have to be at least two more. And uh, I would think that there will be at least five and probably not more than 10, somewhere in that range. Okay. Um, hmm. Anything else with the offensive coordinator stuff? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, I think we, we pretty well covered, the way that that kind of impacts like today's news. Um, I'm just trying to think back. Is there anything older maybe that we didn't necessarily touch base on, on this topic, but I think that's, I think we pretty well hammered that in. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'll bring up one thing because like the candidate that everybody has been talking about, that wasn't Waldron that is still on the market that is still coaching in the playoffs though, is Clint Kubiak. So like in your mind, how different would it be going the Clint Kubiak route as opposed to the Zach Robinson route? Well, Clint Kubiak is, um, I would say, a little bit more experienced, right? He has been an NFL offensive coordinator. Uh, he is mm-hmm. still very young, um, yeah. but he has been an NFL offensive coordinator with the Vikings in 2021. He's been in multiple offensive systems, right? So he had two stints with the Vikings. Two stints with the Broncos. Now he's been with the 49ers. He's worked for Shanahan, which is obviously a you know a well-regarded um offense system. But he also worked yeah, it's under- almost like the McVay rub. Like right, yeah. the but he also rub. worked under Kevin Stefanski. He also uh worked under his father, right? And so he yeah. has, I would say, where with Robinson, you're kind of like, oh, well, let's just pluck from the McVay tree. I feel like Kubiak is more of like a you're getting more than one answer there um, in terms of who he's worked for and what kind of um, schemes he's put in. He's been in the NFL longer. Um, you know, he's, he started in the NFL in 2013. So, I mean, extra five years of NFL experience. I think that matters. I think, look, just being very blunt, Pittsburgh Steelers do love themselves some NFL bloodlines. Like, I, you know, the fact that his dad, a very well-respected head coach in the NFL for a long time, probably uh, is a, a positive in the Steelers' eyes. So, you know, I think that's um, that's that. 
one thing I will say is that, you know, I like the fact that Robinson played quarterback. I think that matters yeah. to him. Kubiak did play college football, but he was a, uh, he would play defense. I can't remember. Um, maybe defensive back. Um, but, you know, I, I think, uh, I think the fact that Robinson played quarterback and played quarterback recently, you know, he's mm-hmm. a young guy who's, who's was in the NFL as a quarterback. I think that really plays in his favor, but yeah, I think Kubiak's a better candidate if I'm, I'm perfectly honest, but I, you know, obviously he's still playing. So you got to wait to do an in-person interview and will the Steelers want to do that? Will they want to wait to uh, you know, the Super Bowl if that's what it takes to get their guy? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask is like just knowing them, are they not necessarily put off, but like not want to go the route of having to do the like non-in-person virtual meetings first and then not be able to meet with what they think might be their guy in person until after the season is over. Like, are they willing to wait that process out? Well, I do think you can do in-person interviews the week before the Super Bowl, right? Okay. A week in between. So it would be... um you know, it'd be a couple weeks. I, I think they would wait. You know, Eric Bieniemy is the other one that they may have to wait on. You know, yeah. Um, you know, he's. It seems like he's going to wait and see what happens. Who the new Washington head coach is before he tries to make a move. And so, uh, that's another one where certainly, man, if if Washington hires an offensive head coach that wants to do his own thing and doesn't feel like he needs Eric Bieniemy, man, he goes right to the top of the list because I mean. Talk about experience. I talk about the guy who helped develop Patrick Mahomes. I mean, doesn't really get a lot better than that in terms of of recent real world experience. So yeah, I mean, I think there's a ton to like there if he becomes available. So I don't necessarily think that the Steelers need to be in a big rush with all of these guys. I think they can wait for Kubiak. I think they can wait for Bienemy. I would have said I thought they could wait for Waldron, but apparently he didn't want to wait. So. I, you know, I I would not be surprised if they are patient with some of these guys and especially given Tomlin's involvement in the senior bowl, that maybe things do drag into uh, that first week of February. Last thing I want to ask before we get out of here is because you just mentioned the thing about the enemy and it, it put this into my mind, say every team that has filled their offensive coordinator position by that time, could that be to the benefit of the Steelers where that's the type of guy that they bring in as like a, a senior offensive assistant or something like that, because there's no offensive sure. spot for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think at that point you start thinking about firing the guy you just hired. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like so, somebody's going to give Eric Bieniemy a job. I'm pretty sure. So I don't know. We'll see, but yeah. Sure. Yeah. I was just thinking, could they be, you know, on the fortunate side of circumstances there if everybody else has kind of filled their spots by the time that, that, you know, Ben Johnson gets hired in Washington. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting thing to think about. Right. And of course, yeah. at that point, you know, the enemy does have the option to just stick around, right. He has a contract. He doesn't have to leave um, yeah. unless they are going to fire him, which I, even if Ben Johnson doesn't really want Eric enemy around, I think that would still be kind of crazy. So I don't know. Yeah, I agree. All right. Alan, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, the big board and all the rest of our offensive coordinator content, Nick Farabaugh is doing a, deeper in-depth breakdown about Zach Robinson yeah. right now. That's all at SteelersNow.com. Site's account is at PGH Steelers now on Twitter at a Saunders underscore PGH is my account. Like and subscribe to YouTube channel. And uh, we'll keep doing this every day. 
Yes, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. The march to 12,000 is now on, 11,016 subscribers exactly as we sit here right now. Uh, hit us in the comments with any questions or thoughts on what we talked about. How would you feel if the Steelers hired Zach Robinson as their next offensive coordinator? Let us know in the comments. Leave us a five-star review if you're listening somewhere else, Apple, Spotify, wherever that might be. I'm Zachary Smith, PGH for Alan Saunders and myself. Thanks for jumping in. Take another ride on the Steelers afternoon drive. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 